The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We are glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on the spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you in your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled Divine Guidance. When we first get into recovery, we learn we need a higher power in order to grow and change. But once we've found something that works for us, even temporarily, we must learn how to rely on and be guided by this power. And in doing so, we find we can live with a new confidence. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope in learning to trust our higher power in all things. Yes, this is a wonderful topic, one of my favorites. Um, So thinking about what it was like before, meaning before recovery and before having a higher power on board. Um, And it's, it's getting a little bit hard for me to think back that far, you know, it was pretty long ago that um, I've been living my life in this way for more than half of my life now. So, (laughs) you know, um, But I do remember feeling like I had to um, make my life happen. You know, I had to make all things happen. I had to control all things. I was in charge of all things. Um, And being alone in that, you know, um, I'm an only child and I'm a bit of a... (sighs) I want to say I'm a bit of a loner, which sounds weird because I'm very extroverted, but I'm also sort of a loner. You know, I um, do my own thing and I've always been comfortable that way, but there's a loneliness to that too, you know, and um, feeling like I had to bear the burden of 
life all on my own. It's like I say, it's really hard for me to even remember what that was like, because I've had God on board for so long now, um, which is, in my opinion, such a better way to live, such a happier, easier, um, more effective, more wonderful way to live. Totally. Yeah. And so um, that was, you know, so, so going from thinking that, you know, it's not only thinking that I had to make things happen in my life, it's feeling like I had no, no help, no support, no, no spiritual guide. No, it's like I say, it's hard to even remember or even think what life would be like in that way. Um, But I do remember that. So, so when bad things would happen or things would be challenging, who did I have to, um, to lean on or to go to for support? And the problem was, since I didn't have God, I had to try to go to other people to get that, Yeah. you know, and um, now that I have God, yes, of course, I still, you know, lean on my husband, lean on my friends, but my first line of defense, my first one to go to is God, you know, and um, other people are always going to let us down in one way or another because they're human and they're not capable of being our unconditional supports at all times, but God won't ever let us down. God is always there. God is a power that is always available to us at all times. So that was a huge, huge change in my life for me. Yeah, inexhaustible is the word that comes mm. to mind. You know, that's a way that we have of seeing uh, the divine in unity for sure. Mm-hmm. It's an inexhaustible. That's that's a way that our you know concept uh, from the co-founders Merlin Charles Fillmore of God as principle, mm-hmm. you know, fits well and makes sense in that a principle is um, never runs out. It's not even mm-hmm. uh, a possibility. It's not even part of it. It's exa- It's inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I had the similar experience of, for whatever reason, uh, arriving at the conclusion, apparently, and I didn't realize it, but that I had to do everything by myself, that mm-hmm. there was no one who was trustworthy who mm-hmm. could help me. And as an introvert, anyway, uh, you know, interactions with the world, including with people, just with anything busy, even like driving in traffic alone, uh, these things have a cost to mm-hmm. introverts. So if you're listening to us and you're an introvert, I assume you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a cost to interactions and we have to manage our energy and it's fine. We can do it. It's not like we can't do it, but we got to pay attention. It's like having a gas gauge in the car. You can drive wherever you want, but you better watch the gas gauge. You don't be stranded by the side of the road out of gas. Um, And so I learned to avoid unnecessary interactions. You know, as I, as I like to joke, we introverts are standing over in the corner at the school dance going, why are those extroverts talking to people they don't even know when they don't have to? Why would anyone do that? It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. That's the degree to which I felt like I needed to avoid unnecessary costs. So I had always preferred to deal with anything alone, if at all possible, because having to involve other people in a problem was never a good idea in my experience. So you can imagine the the hole that I've pushed myself into in my early life and mm-hmm. how um both how, you know, substance abuse in, to a person like that in a way makes sense, you know, we joke it works till it doesn't. Well, that whole part about when it worked, 
it seemed to work really, really well. And it seemed to do so for a really long time until quite the opposite uh, became the case and it didn't work at all. So lack of connection was the result. Leaning on a substance was the solution. When that all fell apart, man, I had to find a new way. And that new way was trusting a higher power. I mean, period, the end. I, I had to... I had to learn to do it and I was able to, and I think that anybody can, it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't just, it's not an overnight thing. You can't just decide, Oh, that would be better. And then all of a sudden it's there. That's why we talk about spiritual practice. Right? Well, and that's why our second step says came to believe. I love yes. that because it's not like I believed. It's not like I didn't believe. And then boom, I believed we came to believe, which indicates that it's a process. Yeah. You know? Over time over time. And so I want to just talk about that a little bit, because I don't know if we might have newcomers listening to us that are going, well, what the heck is this higher power thing anyway? And how do I get it? And, you know, what? Yeah, I mean, think about well, how do you know, how do I find this higher power? And um, so it's a very individual journey, right? I believe that God reveals itself to different people in different ways and which is one of the things that's so wonderful about our higher power is that it's very individual to us so to me the key is to open that door you know like maybe before i know before i came into recovery that door was closed i did not believe in a higher power so there was no opening for that to reveal itself to me so when i got in the program and i was told that i needed a higher power i suddenly started to crack open that door now, what happened for me was that godness came rushing in. Like, it wasn't hard for me. It just, it was like it had been waiting at the door all my life, you know, and I just cracked the door and it just came flooding in. Um, but that's not to say that it was a one and done. My, my relationship with and my understanding of God has greatly evolved over time, continues to evolve. Even today, as a minister, my understanding of God is always evolving and changing, expanding. I want to say expanding, not just changing, but expanding, getting getting greater and more. And, you know, my understanding becomes deeper and God becomes even bigger and bigger to me the more that I allow that concept into my life. So it's an individual process and it begins with opening the door to it and, and being willing to, you know, ask God to reveal itself to you and then be open to what begins to show up and, and just know that like, no matter how hard we try to understand God I love this concept that we're always only pointing at a fraction of what God is. Yeah. Right. So if I say, well, God is this to me. Okay. That's true. God is that and more, you know, so now, okay. So now I've expanded. Now God is this to me. God is nature. God is the universe. God is whatever. Okay. You're still only pointing at a fraction of what God is. So no matter what you conceive of God to be, yes, God is that. And God will continue to reveal itself to be even more and more and more. There's more to it than that. That's one of my favorite phrases that a teacher had 
said to me over and over, no matter what's going on, just like you're saying, no matter what concept I might have, no matter what air I'm doing air quotes progress, I may yeah. think I have made on this spiritual path. If I even want to look at it that way, there's more to it than that. Always and more. I, and I find, you know, that old adage, two steps forward, one step back applies a lot. And I'm going to say even 20 steps forward, 10 steps back, 200 mm -hmm. forward, 100 back. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am never, well, I want to say always, but wish I was never, I'm not sure. Um, surprised to find myself feeling like set way back, like what happened? Mm -hmm. you know, what just happened? I feel like I lost all my you know, trusty spiritual principles. It feels like mm -hmm. they can fall away. Now, the mm -hmm. good news is they're still there and I can find yes. them quickly. But mm -hmm. um, I guess my point is that it's, like you said, it's never a one and done. I'm never a pro at this. Mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, I never can um, stop relying on the spirit as I understand the spirit in this moment to be. I can never stop relying on the spirit. So trusting a higher power to me um, means, or like a lot, what you said, it grows over time. I know that I find it in quiet times. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a universal thing. I just know that that's how it uh, works for me. And um, I like this quote, I'm going to uh, share something from Hebrews chapter 11. This is a definitely a new testament greatest hits now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen and that whole not seen part it's internal we teach in unity mm -hmm. when i was in new zealand i heard this wonderful phrase that they used to open the sunday service there you know part of it and it said something like uh, we don't tell you what to think but rather how to think are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So you can discover for yourself what all this means in your life. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that to do that for us requires a radical trust in God. Like God is capable of getting through to anyone who is willing, you use the word willing, willing to be open and mm -hmm. to be teachable and to be changeable. God is perfectly capable of teaching that person about God's self. Mm -hmm. And yes, we we need human teachers as well, but it's not like God is incapable of right. um, drawing us forward. I think that God absolutely is. I mean, I think that that's just the nature of God is that it is always wanting to be revealed in us. So it's really how how much we open up to it. You know, it's not like we yeah. coax God into, you know, showing up. I mean... Right. You know, it's how open we, am I is the question. Not is God present? Of course, God's always right. present. Am I present? To, well, we both love God. Richard Rohr and he always says that it's not that the press, it's not that 
God is not present, like you say, it's that our awareness of God is what's lacking. God is always present. So I want to just push back gently against this idea that God is um, not seen, because certainly there's an aspect of God that is not seen. But a huge part of my spirituality has been beginning to see God in everything. Ah, So that's our first unity principle. Now, I'm a super nature girl, but you don't have to be you don't have to be into nature. You just have to be into the world, the universe. You know, everything that we see around us is an expression of God. Um, You know, that's what we teach in unity, that God is this outpouring of everything seen and unseen. But let's just start with the scene. Let's, I mean, let's just go there. It doesn't have to be this woo-woo, you know, spiritual realm that is, you know, sort of just what the heck even is that? I mean, start with seeing God in everything around you. Can I see God in the the rain that's coming down outside, the plants that are, you know, outside my house. Can I see God in my cat, in my husband, in my son? And then pushing that out, can I see God in the homeless person on the corner? That to me has been transformative um, to to try to see God in that which doesn't seem God-like, you know? Can I see God in the person that's irritating me? The person that I don't understand, the person that is the last person I would ever want to talk to. Um, can I see God in that person because God is in that too? So that's that's a way to blow your own mind <laughs> if you want to start. Yeah, just, absolutely. You start you know? looking, we find, right? Right, right yes. now the gospel, seek and you shall find. Absolutely true. Because God is not this hidden thing that we have to go searching for. God is hidden in plain sight. You know what right. I mean? It's almost like once I can perceive it, I can perceive it everywhere. But before it's I everywhere. could perceive it, it may as well have been non-existent. It was effectively yep. invisible to me. But once yep. you see it, you, it's like the bell you, you can't unring. You, know? you can't unring it. You can't take those glasses back off. Um, that's right. And so I just, yeah, it, people who want to have a spiritual experience, just start with that. Just go through your day and try to see God in everyone and everything. And we like to talk about insentient beings, but I believe that God is present in everything. I mean, what yeah. else is there? That's our primary unity teaching is that everything is God, you know, that that's what God is, is the totality of everything, both seen and unseen. And so even the inanimate objects, the rocks and rivers and this desk in front of me, all of it is made of the God stuff because there isn't anything else in the universe than God. That's all there is. So that's a real way to expand your own understanding of God. And the cool thing is that means that it's always everywhere present and available to us we don't have to go looking for it we just have to have eyes to see and and that means it's also in us we are not it you know we are not it we are part of it yeah i've I've heard it expressed that way i that or uh one way people see it is god underpins everything you know Mm -hmm. god is everything we hear that a lot in unity. God is a part of underpins is infused in inseparable from without which there is nothing. Uh, But the point is that this thing we're using the word God to point at is everywhere and we could find it everywhere. And I love what you're saying because doing those kinds of things, like making a game Mm -hmm. out of it, like, man, I'm Mm -hmm. having a crap day. I'm, you know, 
screw it. I'm just going to go around and entertain myself by pretending that I can find God in everything. Mm-hmm. And then I start doing it. And yes. lo and behold, I don't even have to have a good attitude. It still works. Yes. Fake you know, it till you make behold. it. That's right. And That's that right. will happen. And and it's an ongoing process. You know, I've been in unity for 27 years and I am still very much engaged in this process of expanding my, uh, my understanding, my awareness of God, of being able to truly see God in all things. So it's, yeah. it's never a one and done. This is, this is our lifelong journey, really. Yeah. And it's like you opened with, it's a way from my experience has been, it's a far better way to be in the world for me than anything else that I had managed to come up with. Yes. And because I, Yeah. I do want to say for me, it takes a daily focus. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just another way of saying it's not one and done. That's why we have spiritual practices, right? Because mm-hmm. it's something that we do in our life. And uh, to me, having a daily focus, which can be, as we've talked about, um, take the form of a, a certain time, or just at some point in each day, I set aside some time, maybe I set a timer, and I turn within, it can be as simple as a you know, mindfulness meditation, it could be a more formalized prayer. But the point is that I purposely set some time aside to uh, look for, wait for, open myself to the experience of the divine. And I Mm -hmm. invite anyone who's listening to try everything that you hear Mm -hmm. other people, Mm -hmm. anything that seems appealing, give it a try. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, you, You can, you will discover what works well for you and i'm reminded of psalm 46 another this would be a hebrew bible greatest hit psalm 46 10 be still and know that Mm -hmm. i am god just that you know another way i've heard that said is don't just do something sit there Mm -hmm. right just or like you're saying walk in the woods stop walking take a breath and look around boom that might be the perfect time for uh, one's mind to open. Yeah. So, I mean, you and I are both huge proponents of meditation and we both have a very simple attainable practice of, you know, we, we keep it simple. Um, And certainly God can be found in those moments of contemplation. But again, if meditation is challenging for you, especially in early recovery, I didn't meditate in early recovery. I didn't even meditate in mid recovery. I mean, it's only been, you know, I don't know, the past 10 years or so that it's really become much more part of my life. But um, certainly the God within can be found in meditation. But again, if meditation is hard for you, that is not the only place to find God. Absolutely. You can find, find God in the, in the every day, in the, in the ordinary and the extraordinary. It, it's to be found everywhere. So yes, in the rooms, in other people, right. in things what that people are said to you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's also for me was super helpful in the beginning because I didn't have to do anything but show up. Yep. For a meeting. All I had to do is mm-hmm. show up, sit down. I didn't have to say anything. I have to talk to anyone. Just show up, sit down, and listen to what's being said. And there it appears. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, it's time for our recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the pieces of all this that we found particularly helpful. So um, uh, we're going to attempt to answer this question again the elevator pitch version reverend michelle if someone came to you and said hey in a nutshell how can i learn to trust my higher power if i only had a a minute for you to tell me so i'm not going to summarize i'm going to 
bring up something that I didn't have a chance to talk about because our time goes by so fast. Okay. Don't believe us. Do it for yourself. The proof is in the pudding. Next time you have a big challenge, turn it over to God. Ask your higher self, your God self, spirit, whatever you call that power, that one power and one presence that we um, believe in unity. Turn it over to that power. Ask that power to help you. Ask that power to guide you and see how things turn out for you. And that's how I came to believe because I started doing it. I just started doing it. And I found that when I did it, when I practiced that third step, when I turned every decision and challenge and pain and everything over to God, that things worked out a lot better. And I found that that guidance was there. It was there. I can't explain it. You can only experience it for yourself. Yes. So just do it. And then you will come to believe because you will find that when you turn things over, God shows up for you and it's going to show up in a different way for everyone. It just works. It just does. I guess my answer would be, how how can I learn to trust my higher power? I just keep returning to it. You know, you might, if if a particular kind of prayer, whether it's a contemplative internal thing, appeals to you, then do that. There are prayers in the recovery literature that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Say those things, you know, memorize those. Say the serenity prayer. Anything that comes to mind. And most importantly, I would say, you know, find a spiritual community, which again, the recovery, rooms of recovery counts as that. I've had people say that, um, you know, my home group is my church. I'm totally down with that. I totally get that. I've had people say nature is my church. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If going fishing is your church, then do that. Or maybe you're going to church also, do that. Wherever it is that you're finding that feeling of some some larger presence, some higher power showing up, keep showing up there. Listen to what people say, try different things, and you will find it one way or the other. Yes. And um, we are unity ministers. So we also have to put in a little pitch for check out a unity church. Totally. Because that can also be, (laughs) it can be a huge support for um, your spiritual journey. So this is the time in our, um, in our, show where we always have an affirmation and I'm finding that I don't have one in front of me, Dan. I don't know if you have it, but I, I can come up with one really easily. And let's today do is- this. Turn to your higher power and speak from there. there oh, you go. well, I was just going to say something about, um, I open to an awareness of God and I, and I find God, God shows up. I like that. I'll repeat it as best I can. I open yeah myself to an awareness of God and I find God. Yep. Yes. I think and that's we, it. we know, and we pray and we affirm that that will be true for all of you in your experience. It is. Just keep coming back as we say, Yes. well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of spirit of recovery. And we are grateful. We hope that you found something in all of our carrying on today that you find genuinely helpful. We bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support this ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. 
Till then, don't drink like my co-host. And please, please, please don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.